Hello, Happy New Year. This is the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. This is episode 290, and it's the introduction to season 7 of the podcast. So I've had ideas for two different series of podcasts rolling around in my head for the last few weeks when I took some time off. One is all that we've learned about humanity from COVID, and the other one, which I've decided to go with, is a very teen-focused podcast. I don't think we have enough space from COVID yet to really pick over the bones of it, but we're getting close, so I'm going to leave it for later. With this podcast series, is going to focus on a group of people that I think were really struggling pre-pandemic, and I said that one of the things in my wish list that I hoped for that would happen, very early on I had a lot of conversations, particularly with my own teaching team, where we talked about what we hoped would be seen, the sort of challenges that were under the surface, what was bubbling, what had been festering for a long time, what had been very difficult, how society was extra difficult to grow up in at the moment. And we hoped that people would see the disconnect within families, that they would actually notice just how much time their teenagers were spending online, both in terms of seeking the support that they weren't getting around them, but also in seeking answers and having a place to express themselves and have conversations that they weren't having in the home that suddenly people might notice is when my teacher said that, you know, the teens were spending five hours a day on Read It. So a lot has come to the surface and it's a group of people that were struggling before this started, but all of the challenges are seen in tech and colour. And in the run-up to recording this series of podcasts, I made my way back into a bookshop with somebody who is absolutely brilliant at recommending books for teenagers. There's a woman that works in Hodges Figures in Dublin, if you're Irish-based. And I picked up a stack of books. And so the first two podcasts already that I've plotted out are based on two books that I read over Christmas. To kind of get myself into the mindset, but also to have new material to recommend to people. Because I think the books offer us the space to find ourselves through other characters. And I always have this idea that you can find the right book for the right soul to help people. And it's certainly the reason why I write myself as well. So bad patterns don't continue in the world automatically. I think we have this idea that there's good and evil, positive and negative, but the reality is is that those aspects are within everybody and it's down to what choices people feel that they can make as to what patterns continue generationally. People can grow up in situations and they can get into a sense of what they deserve. Or the more negative side in some ways is what they need to do to get on in the world. And it's not about everyone being born as Grindelwald or not. And this is why I spend so much time focusing on giving power back to parents. The people that I have the most respect for are the ones who didn't grow up imperfect and change the record rather than dish out the harmful patterns they were presented with themselves. And that they grow into a space of feeling that they deserve better and that they deserve more and that they deserve good relationships and they deserve to be treated well. And in turn, that means that they can then themselves treat the people better around them. And so there's a lot that we automatically follow. And it's quite shocking when I work with older clients 
which is what they've had to grapple with from their own childhood and what they were presented with and how to how to change that and how to be different. And sometimes the place that they become most aware of that is when they have children themselves. And some people do actively choose to rewrite the mold. And that takes so much. And I know that firsthand because my own parents have done it. I always say that I was fortunate enough to grow up in a very different environment, but I feel that I have a duty to pass that on. And I have a duty for everyone to feel that they deserve that. And so one of the books that I read over Christmas is called Free Lunch. And it's by a writer called Rex Ogle, I think is how you pronounce his name. I'll put a link to the in the description to the book. And there was a lot of themes that came up in this book. It's about a boy who, it's autobiographical. It's about him growing up in poverty. It's about him being half Mexican and the race discrimination. It's about him being signed up for the free lunch program in school and being too prideful to feel good about that and not actually being able to value or enjoy it. It's about the challenges of the lunch table every day and the lunch queue and not wanting to admit that he needs, that his family needs help and that he needs somebody to sustain him and to, to help him to eat every day. And it's about the, the shame that he feels. And that's a big theme for all of the teenagers I work with. And there's many ways that you can feel that shame or your pride can get in the way. And the reality is, is that everybody is struggling in some way or another. And everyone is struggling to fit in. There's something that everybody needs help with, whether it's financially or, in my case, it was literacy-based in school. Or you can be struggling to fit into the parameters of life through your sexuality or through your gender identity, which is the next podcast I'm going to talk about. The way that we learn this is ironically in the home. And I talk a lot, we, we see it in really extreme versions in perfection and OCD behaviours that are absolutely crippling in teens. And the reality is, is that they only see a certain version of their parents at home. And they only are presented with perfection. And they're not presented with struggles. And no one talks about their mistakes or their embarrassments or how difficult it was for them to do certain things. Parents tend to be one version to their children and another version to their colleagues and yet another version to their friends. And because we pick all these multiple personas to be, and the one to our children involves us presenting these perfect humans, it means that they, they think they can't make mistakes or they can't ask for help. And those are the sort of patterns that we learn at home. We learn how to, to create personas and create faces and create barriers for ourselves. And we think that it's not okay to learn by trial and error. It's not okay to get it wrong. It's not okay to be embarrassed. It's not okay to struggle. It's not okay to feel shame or to just simply ask for help. And that isn't about dumping your problems on your child which is a little bit of that that goes on as well. People 
don't always have what I would consider brilliant boundaries. And it's not about asking people to grow up quickly or to take responsibility. And I think that is an aspect that's covered very well in this book as well, especially in terms of the impacts and the domestic violence and the, the pain that takes place in the household. Children shouldn't grow up expecting to take on the whole world and to be responsible for everything. You just have to be responsible for yourself and your own actions and your own moves that you make in the world. And that's what growing up in an environment with good boundaries teaches you. What I'm talking about in terms of parents is them. it's about being vulnerable. It's about being truthful. It's about being less than perfect. It's about being able to, to be open and to share and to not become somebody else. It's about it being okay to just simply ask for help. And it's extraordinary that that very simple act is one of the things that most teenagers struggle the most with. Everybody that comes to me, they struggle to simply ask for help and to accept help. One of the first things I do with every team that I work with is to develop the trust so that they will let me help them. 